Hello, my friends. I hope that you are having a beautiful week. I love to pick a topic for the week by what seems to be coming to me in my life from multiple directions. Have you noticed when you are really present and aware and in your best noticing self that when something comes up in one area of your life, let's say something happens to you at work or in your relationship or with your kids, and then the same day or the next day, that topic comes up again in a podcast or another conversation or in something that you see on social media. And then a couple of days later, a related topic comes up. Sometimes you can do that thing where you relate one thing to another and come up with an idea, baby. I will do that sometimes when I hear about a new way that a coach is teaching something. And then I come across something, say, about children or curriculum or teaching self-discipline. And then when I put the two ideas together, get something brand new. Combining coaching and teaching and mentoring and working in different roles very often leads to bringing one discipline into another. And you have to remember that sometimes seems like there are a lot of people out there teaching about the same things. But for you, yourself, in deciding how you want to do something in your life, you have your own unique spin that you can put on everything that you have learned and all of the ways that you are supposed to do something. And you can do it in your own unique way instead that works for you in your life. I feel like we don't give ourselves credit enough for our own ideas. We learn how to do something that we want to do in our life from the resource that makes the most sense to us, the one that resonates with us the most. It doesn't matter if it's to lose weight, to take control of our finances, discipline our children, choose systems with our partner that work or whatever. But then we embark on our journey following that person's program and we feel like we have to do it in exactly the way that they promote or dictate or say is the right way. But it will be the way that they have found is the best way for them. You might need to tweak it to make it the best working system for you. Okay, so that was a long way to say that this week I am again talking about a topic that has come up several times in my week. How to fight it out with your partner or a spouse. I know that I have talked about working things out with your spouse or partner before. And let's face it, this is often a topic that comes up again and again in your life. If you are one of those couples that has it all figured out and you just work out disagreements in the most satisfying way, then please contact me and I would love to hear about how it works for you. Data gathering is so helpful when I am someone who wants to teach about a topic and I love to hear the stories that pertain to all of these topics. Now, I have mentioned before that if you are a couple that never, ever fights, that I am going to bet that you are a couple that might have issues that come up now and again, and you have decided that you are going to live with those issues. You have made a conscious decision to accept those differences and to live with those little irritations, maybe complain to other people about them 
talk about them over drinks with your girlfriends or talk to your coach or your therapist about those things. Those things don't really get fixed. They don't improve. They don't go away. Your partner still does those things or says those things or does something too much or not at all. You wish that your partner did it differently, but they do not. And you have decided to accept it. Now, maybe you do this graciously and consciously, or maybe you are just a little passive aggressive about it and you do something else that annoys them to get back at them a little. Now, for me, this whole type of reaction would be very difficult for me. I always have the attitude with everything in my life that I want it better. I want it improved. Even when I'm making progress with one thing, I know that it can be better. I am not really a person that is satisfied with just okay. Just an okay weight. Just okay with our finances. Just okay with the amount of fun or travel or bucket list items that we achieve. And definitely with the quality of my relationship. I have never been willing to settle for just okay. So I always want to work at it and fix all of the problems. So of course, when something bothers me, I hate to gloss over it. I hate to let it go. To me, it's always an opportunity to make the relationship better, to further get to know each other and what we like and don't like. And I always want to get to a solution so that problems don't come up over and over and over again. I always feel like it's such a waste of time to get aggravated the same thing over and over instead of fixing it once and for all. Now, how does that really play out? Not always so well, because I can go into a conversation with very well-meaning intentions to get to a solution, but my wife might not be feeling the same way. She might be feeling like, oh, another problem again? Too many problems. Just let it go. And that's hard for me because just letting it go to me seems like here's a problem. Let's ignore it. And then it can come up again. And we can get aggravated about it again because we didn't take the time to fix it. Oh, there's nothing that I hate more than having the same recurring problems that never get fixed. So I always want to talk it out, but it doesn't always work well doing that in the moment. It's too emotional. And even though in my brain, I want it to be a very rational, cooperative conversation, a solution-driven brainstorming session, the emotions get in the way of that. Mostly because it's not one person having emotions talking to another person that remains calm and neutral and using their best problem-solving skills. But it's usually one person has some emotions and then the responding person responds with their emotions as well. And then we all know that it is a conversation that just goes nowhere except for up, up, up into more emotional and irrational territory. So for my wife and I, 
we usually follow this pattern. I say something that bothered me. I am wanting to tell her so that we can get right to the solution. She listens to me. And then she is thinking about how she feels. She might defend herself and explain why she did not do something wrong. She is right and I shouldn't be upset. I am then upset, not at the beginning problem, but upset that now we are talking about her and her feelings instead of my original feeling. Then the conversation halts. We each go into our corners and we make up later and might or might not come to a solution. And if we don't then, then we know that that topic will be sure to come up again. Now, I tried a couple of new tactics this week. At one point, I was upset about something and I was a bit more upset than usual. And I became a bit braver and shared a little bit more of what I was thinking and what I was feeling, what I was getting tired of hearing. So because I shared a little bit more, she was probably a little bit more defensive. And then our silence was a little bit more exaggerated our feelings a little bit bigger than usual, but so was the sense of peace once we talked. I had the feeling that I was actually proud of myself for sharing a little bit more of those deep down thoughts that I might usually keep to myself. And I have a feeling that when this topic comes up again, there might be a little bit more understanding and her part of exactly how I feel and how I am thinking about this. So that was one thing that I tried. The second thing was when I had a very minor irritation. Nothing that was a big deal. But she did a little tiny thing that irritated me. And I realized that I wanted to jump right into sharing and problem-solving mode. But I also realized that the cycle that we go through, that regular routine that gets triggered as soon as I share my annoyance. And if I want to break that cycle, then I realize that I have to stop wanting the cycle to be broken at the point of her reaction, hoping that she is going to react differently than she always does. Putting all of my trust into her as the one who changes it. What a terrible idea. I realized that if I wanted to break the cycle, then I have to break it at one of my points that I control. I have to be the one who does something different. So I decided to go out and take my dog for a walk. Get out, get some fresh air, walk off that piece of cake that I had just eaten that was making me also not feel great. And she realized that I was irritated and she didn't know why. No idea. And she was trying to force my hand to tell her what she had quote unquote done wrong. She really wanted me to tell her, but I just had to break that cycle at this step. I always tell her and it always starts a fight because I knew that the next move 
was going to be her defending herself. I couldn't change that. I couldn't stop it at that point after I tell her. I had to stop it by not giving her the information in the first place. So somehow I convinced her that she needed to stop asking me what was wrong, stop texting me and blowing up my phone. Just let me go for a walk. Let me get some fresh air and some exercise and a fresh perspective and some time to process. Well, I actually did that by not answering her back until I was done. But I did feel better. I felt so good from the exercise, from just getting away for a little bit of time. And then that minor irritation seemed like a minor irritation, but one that I could think about in a way that didn't require this immediate attempt to solve it cooperatively with someone who was definitely not motivated to solve it with someone that would just want me to not see it as a problem. And I decided that it could wait, that if the situation came up again, I could change my reaction to it in the moment, that I could respond in a different way when it happens. I could have decided to think about this little irritating action in a different way so that it could happen and it wouldn't bother me. But I didn't choose that. This little action is something that bothers me. And I can learn to accept that instead of having to accept the little irritating thing as okay. I can choose which one I want to accept. But I can also choose to not have to try and fix this right now. I am not bound to have to share my every thought right when I have that thought. I can have a little bit more authority over deciding what things I want to share and when. I can try and discuss things when I feel like we are having some compatible, work-together feelings instead of in the moments right after it happened. I can choose to talk about things when emotions are low and cooperative feelings are high, I can choose how I act. I think that I have this ideal in my head all the time of how a couple that really works together very well has these issues. I have this picture in my head of one person who is upset sharing that with the other person in the relationship is always in a calm state and ready to hear, give empathy, and then work to find a solution, and then just end it. But we all know that we aren't always ready to hear someone else, and that sometimes when our partner shares something with us, that we have feelings about what they shared. And it takes a lot of practice to put those feelings aside for a minute to keep the focus on what they shared and how they are feeling. We want to get right to what we are now feeling, but practice makes progress. And we really have to look for those moments where we are already doing it well. Otherwise, we just judge ourselves for the times when we don't do so well. And we mistakenly think that those moments constitute every time 
and that we do badly 100% of the time. We forget to give ourselves some credit, too, because sometimes we are just a really good spouse, and we are loving and kind and supportive a lot of the time. In the end, it feels really good to be a good partner to someone else. So every time that you can do it well, then you also have some practice that you can lean on to treat yourself well in those moments when we are judging our partner for doing a bad job supporting us. In those moments, we can support ourselves. We can be that good partner who is listening and giving empathy, and we can give ourselves whatever it is that we are feeling like we need and deserve from our partner. In the end, it's that self-support that will get us through. If you have a story that you would like to share about your relationship and how you do communication, please let me know. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.